Religious liberty. The principle for which the disciples stood so fearlessly, when in answer to the command not to speak any more in the name of Jesus, they declared, Whether be right in the sight of God to hearken unto you more than unto God, judge ye, is the same that the adherents of the gospel struggled to maintain in the days of the Reformation. Acts 4.19 when in 1529 the German princes assembled at the Diet of Spires, there was presented the Emperor's decree restricting religious liberty and prohibiting all further dissemination of the Reformed doctrines. It seemed that the hope of the world was about to be crushed out. Would the princes accept the decree? Should the light of the gospel be shut out from the multitude still in darkness? Mighty issues for the world were at stake. Those who had accepted the Reformed faith met together, and their unanimous decision was, let us reject this decree. In matters of conscience, the majority has no power. Footnote. D'Aubigny, History of the Reformation, Book 3, Chapter 5. End of footnote. This principle we in our day are firmly to maintain. The banner of truth and religious liberty held aloft by the founders of the gospel church and by God's witnesses during the centuries that have passed since then has in this last conflict been committed to our hands. The responsibility for this great gift rests with those whom God has blessed with a knowledge of his word. We are to receive this word as supreme authority. We are to recognize human government as an ordinance of divine appointment and teach obedience to it as a sacred duty within its legitimate sphere. But when its claims conflict with the claims of God, we must obey God rather than men. God's word must be recognized as above all human legislation. For thus saith the Lord is not to be set aside for a thus saith the church or a thus saith the state. The crown of Christ is to be lifted above the diadems of earthly potentates. We are not required to defy authorities. Our words, whether spoken or written, should be carefully considered, lest we place ourselves on record as uttering that which would make us appear antagonistic to law and order. We are not to say or do anything that would necessarily close up our way. We are to go forward in Christ's name, advocating the truths committed to us. If we are forbidden by men to do this work, then we may say, as did the apostles, whether be right in the sight of God to hearken unto you more than unto God, judge ye. For we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. Acts 4, 19, 20. Luther's pen was a power, and his writings scattered broadcast through the world. The same agencies are at our command, with facilities multiplied a hundredfold. Bibles, publications in many languages, setting forth the truth for this time, are at our hand and can be swiftly carried to all the world. We are to give the last warning of God to men and what should be our earnestness in studying the Bible and our zeal in spreading the light. Testimonies for the Church, Volume 6, page 403.